What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to Young Cap, the YouTube and podcast platform in which I interview some of the most successful entrepreneurs and capitalists to find out how they got to be where they are today. I'm your host, Dominic Wilson, and joining us here with episode three, you may know him as Just Win, but Blake Win. Blake, how are you doing today? Man, I'm good. I appreciate the intro. Yeah, Just Win has uh, been retired for a couple of years now, but I still obviously <laughs> a lot of people refer to. So. For sure, for sure. And Blake, so I know you're you're 22 years old. Your story is crazy. I think we can go on and on and try and crunch this into 30 minutes. But um, young Cap was a platform built for young entrepreneurs. And it's fun to have you on here because you're a young entrepreneur yourself. But it feels like as much as you've done in such short time that it feels like forever. And so, Blake, tell me a little bit about yourself. You're the CEO now of Enclave and & Key. And um, like you said, you retired previously from the, the social media influencer of Just Win. So what is Enclave & Key? Where are you now? Who are you? Cool. So yeah, so I started this agency three years ago. We basically specialize in pairing brands with influencers that would be effective marketers of their brand. We specialize in professional athletes. So we've got um, actually the largest roster of NFL athletes of any agency in the world. Um, we work with about 15% of the NFL, which is a ton of fun. I grew up a big football fan. Um, as much as I'm young, I am now going on literally, this is how I tell it to people. I'm like, even though I'm only 21, I'm going on my 11th tax season. So this will be the 11th year I've paid taxes. So like I started my business when I was 11 years old. I used to resell sneakers uh, when I was 16. I pivoted from sneakers to YouTube because I started making YouTube videos about sneakers. Um, and then the YouTube more or less transitioned into this business because all these different influencers and celebrities became friends of mine and they wanted a lot of the brand deals that I had. Like I was with StockX for a while. Everyone's like, I want a StockX deal and I want to, you know, I want to get hooked up when I come to Vegas to stay at the win. And I want this, I want this. And finally I was just like, this is a way bigger business than anything I'm doing for myself as a YouTuber. And at the same time, like I was just getting into college. I was, I was a freshman at Fordham university in New York. And so it kind of all just went together pretty nicely. And then about, you know, seven, eight months after that, when the business really kind of started taking on some life, I ended up leaving school. Um, and then now I'm at our offices right now here in Las Vegas, uh, where I, you know, I'm based out of here, but I travel a lot um, for what I do. But, you know, now we're CEO of the company three years later. So, yeah. For sure. And it's crazy. And I, I think the the main question that I have and a lot of other young entrepreneurs or followers that have followed you for a long time is, after building such a successful, becoming a social media influencer, having over 400,000 subscribers on YouTube, um, nothing was really guaranteed as nothing really is for an entrepreneur for you to move past that. So what was it that told you, you know, it was time to move on to build your own agency and leave that behind? What was it that pushed you to do that? It, so it's kind of two separate things. By the way, do you care? Like, do you guys do you not want cussing on your show? Uh, it's, you're all good you're all okay. good <laughs> um, I, don't, like, I don't try to but it just you know sometimes <laughs> um, okay uh, so it's interesting I mean I never really looked at it like I'm going to stop YouTube and do this it all kind of started at the same time and it got to the point where you know I was I was starting my first week in college and I was like a basically a vlogger right so I'm making mm -hmm. daily videos and there's there's not enough time in the day to make daily videos also like 
I was a sneaker YouTuber and I felt like when I first came into the sneaker space, I, I changed the way that sneaker YouTube was. It's a small mm -hmm. niche. Like I, I don't want to make it sound like it's bigger than what it was, but I felt like you had channels like nice kicks and sneaker watch that were known for like showing celebrities collections or shopping with celebrities, which was super dope complex. Another example, super, super cool. And then you had like channels like Kais and, Jacques Slade and these other guys where they would just do like unboxings of sneakers, like whether it was before they came out or like right after they came out or something like that. And I was like a Casey Neistat fan. I didn't really like YouTube, but I thought vlogging was super dope. And so mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to take sneakers, which is like my thing. That's what I do on a daily basis. I, you know, I'd, I'd been reselling shoes for five years, but more than this recently, like I had employees, like I ran it like an actual business, even while I was, you know, 11, 12, yeah. 13, 14 years old. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, this would be a really, really neat thing to kind of combine this, combine that with vlogging. And that'll be my like little niche in sneaker YouTube was sneaker vlogging. And so that like very quickly took on quite a life and a lot of other YouTubers started doing that as well. Um, and, you know, after two and a half years, that almost got repetitive. And so I kind of got to the point where I'm like, all right, how am I going to reinvent the wheel again? And to be honest with you, I couldn't figure it out. And to me, I was like, I don't want to just sit here and be stagnant. Like I'm too young to just like do this yeah. for a tech. And that was never why I was doing it. And so I was like, you know what? I have this thing going on on the side right now where I'm helping, you know, friends of mine who are, you know, different celebs getting different deals. Like, you know what, fuck it. Like, I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do this because I also felt like I did everything I wanted to do with YouTube. You know, I went on tour, I hit a hundred thousand subscribers, which is, was honestly my goal originally because I wanted like the hundred K plaque. I thought that'd be cool. Um, you know, I had, I had met everyone there was to meet. I had like, I, I just, I was like, I didn't feel like there was enough left. There was no chase anymore, at least for me. Yeah, for sure. And so in Clavin Key, as you're building this sports agency, you're, um, and how old were you when you started in Clavin Key? 18. Well, 18. so when it started, it was B-Win Sports. That was what the name of the company oh, okay. was. Okay, B-Win Sports. And then um, and then just literally last October, we rebranded to Enclave and Key because I would say we're a lot more of a, we're a marketing firm now, more so than just like a sports talent management agency. Um, but yeah, essentially it all started uh, September of 2018. Okay. And as you're, as you're building Enclave and Key, um, at 18, there's obviously got to be some, I mean, uh, some outside judgment of, you know, what is this kid doing? Um, and, and so what was it, what were some of the challenges that you faced when starting B-Win Sports, actually, um, as you were building this agency and, and putting everything together, what were the challenges that you faced early on? Well, interestingly, what, what you outline, I think is a challenge for a lot of young entrepreneurs is like the judgment of like, okay, like it's cool. You got a little hustle, whatever, but like mm -hmm. it's little because you're young, like just because you're young, a lot of people look at you like there's no way that your business is like that big, right? Like if you're mm -hmm. that young, like, okay, cool. You got a little hustle while you make a thousand bucks a month. Like, wow, good for you. Like, cool. For me, it wasn't like that. Like not, I'm not saying like I was doing astronomically better than that. Like what I'm more so saying is like, if, let me put it this way, if you join youtube and put yourself out there in front of people vlogging your life i was on accutane so my face was just unreal like <laughs> and then like the side effect of accutane is it like really messes up your lips it like really dries them out so like i'm on youtube looking like that i had no facial hair but my eyebrows are like really really thick and so everyone made sure to let me know about all these problems right like my teeth weren't straight like the whole thing and so everyone made sure to let me know about all these problems so for me and I never cared. Like the judgment of it, I'm like, if you can comment that, that means you watched it. So exactly. my thing's growing. 
So that's cool. You want to comment that for your own, you know, whatever, like comment that also got to the point where like, I didn't even read all my comments anyways, like, <laughs> can't see them. so it was like, all right, whatever. Um, so, you know, in terms of judgment, I started the business. I think the biggest thing was, it was interesting, like people saying, I don't understand why these athletes would essentially allow you to represent them, but it didn't really hurt me because it was like the athletes love it. The athletes love that yeah. I'm young. Like, honestly, a big reason how this was even able to start is like, I was, when I was a kid, like I'm, I was partying with all these guys. I was selling them sneakers. Like when I graduated <laughs> from high school, like me and one of my good friends from high school, you go to the Bahamas and we went with like major, right? Pac-Man Jones, uh, you know, a handful of NFL guys. And this was before I even started the agency. We just had a great time. So first week when I'm like, all right, I'm gonna do this latent sheet. Like I called up pack. I was like, yo, that's what I'm doing. Let me know what you want to charge. I can get you some brand deals. Boom, done. So it like <laughs> the pushback that I was getting or the judgment had absolutely mm-hmm. no impact on whether or not I could actually grow the business. So it never yeah. really hurt me. Like the biggest challenge that I think I had was essentially um, that I was just really learning as I went, you know? Yeah. Like I was never a manager of anyone. Like I managed myself, I guess, but like, you know, it was weird to like have clients. Like you don't have clients on YouTube. You have vlogs on YouTube, you know? So it was just just a learning curve, but you know, nothing like, to be honest, like I I hate to say that it wasn't incredibly challenging, but like the most challenging part is not quitting. Like as stupid as that sounds, it's like, you know, I didn't make any money for 19 months in a row. And like I'd plowed through a lot of what I had made off YouTube, just living and not making anything back. But obviously now though, it was all an investment in the future. Now we're like, you know, closer to 36 months in and we're, you know, extremely profitable. So, um, you know, I guess just being willing to just go through that period of like, you know, it's hard, like, uh, like even just to like give your audience some context. Like it literally went from making like 40, $50,000 a month as a YouTuber to like literally $0 for over a year and a half. It's a weird change, especially because- <laughs> at that time I'm now older and I'm more, and I'm like fully financially independent because like I'm in college, like I don't live with my parents. Like, you know, my parents mm-hmm. aren't sitting here giving me money and stuff like that. So like the point in my life where I was making the least I had really, I, the last time I had made $0 besides 2018 to like 2019 was like 2010 when I was like literally 10 years old. Mm-hmm. So that was honestly one of the hardest parts for me personally was just like, damn, like there's nothing coming in because I was reinvesting everything back in, you know, whatever, but absolutely, know, that's, that's like what being an entrepreneur is about is being willing to do that for your own idea. For sure. And in, in, in your building of Enclave and Key and uh, B-Win Sports back to the YouTube days, this was all coming out of high school. And yeah, a big thing that I know young entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs in general face or know by now is that the entrepreneurial journey gets very lonely per se. And uh, so what was your experience like as you're building all this and you are obviously on a whole different mindset than a lot of high school kids have, who would just rather go party on the weekends and do everything else. You have this different entrepreneur mindset. And what was that experience like for you in high school? Did you have to break off relationships with people and go your own way? Did you add the correct ones along the way? What was that like for you? Well, so it was, so when I was in high school, I had a girlfriend for almost four years. I had a girlfriend from like literally the second week of freshman year until the second semester of senior year. Um, so like that was fine. I mean, it was just like a regular high school relationship, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I went to a very small school. My graduating class was 56 kids and, so, and it was wow. pre-K through 12. So it was the same 50 kids I knew my whole life. So honestly, for me, one of the weirdest things was like, 
truth be told, watching my, not like my close friends, but watching like people who I knew since I was four years old, like start to treat me differently. Mm -hmm. And like, to be honest with you, it, it extended to teachers. Like I seriously, I had teachers in high school that were like, like I'd get to school and like, I'd have like a, like an econ test and I'd be like, and I'd be like, I'd be visibly like shit. Like I, I didn't have time to study because I'm part of my business. And like, I literally would have the teacher like pull me aside, like into the hallway. Hey, is everything all right? Yeah. Like I'm just, and I'd be honest. I'm like, look, I'm going to level with you. I just, I didn't study. And they'd be like, I got you. Like, just, just fill something out. Like I got you. And like, seriously, like I would get like A's and B's with filling in like blank tests because my teachers were like, ultimately, like, it's not they, like, they knew I wasn't like not doing what I needed to do in school because I was just like totally just being a jerk and like, I don't care. It was yeah, like, you were, I, was, I, I slept like an hour to four hours a day for three straight years. Yeah. You know, like I, I, I didn't party. I didn't even taste alcohol till I was 18 years old. Like no drugs, no nothing. Like it was literally mm -hmm. just like work. Like I went to like prom, like that was pretty much it. Never went to parties, but to be fair, I actually did party a lot, but it was more so like as an entrepreneur, like I went to like, you know, I'd be doing a meet and greet in Memphis and like D'Angelo Williams was there. And so I'd like reach out to him on social and be like, yo, let's do something. And like when I was 17, like I wouldn't drink, I wouldn't do anything, but like he would take me out and like we'd go party. And like, that was my party. And I always thought that was so much cooler. Cause I'm like, this kind of partying is setting something up for later in life. Like I'm now going to be connected to this person versus like high schoolers think I'm fun. I don't know. That was how I looked at it. <laughs> yeah. And so you're a walking example of an example of that. It's possible for that young entrepreneurs are not just chasing nothing. It's that if they oh. stay consistent with it and they do whatever it is that they want to do in whatever industry that they want to do, that it's completely possible. And here you are 21 and, you know, CEO of your company and you've, you've pretty much been in all different industries. And so I appreciate that because I think that's huge. And having you on here is that you are that walking example. And the next question that I have for you is that you have started out in the YouTube as a social media influencer. You've, you constructed BWIN Sports, now Enclave and Key. And you just said that, uh, I, I believe that the office is pretty new here in Vegas. Um, uh, we've had offices here since uh, January of 2020. So it's not January, 2020. New, I mean, you know, a year and a half. Yeah. And, yeah. and so you're constantly on the move, constantly improving. Um, what's next for Blake Wynn and what's next for Enclave and Key? If that's, uh, you know, what, what's your next move? So the next move, we're probably going to open up offices in a, in another city. Um, probably not in this country and probably before the end of the year. Um, and if not by the end of the year, then by the end of, February of next year like it's already something that's well into past discussion stage like we're setting up clients we're setting up the whole thing and and uh that will be a lot of fun um you know me personally like I always just like to me I love the challenge of it like I never played video games growing up my video game was business like <laughs> yeah. like I like for me, it wasn't so much a KD ratio it was like a profit and loss ratio that yeah. I heard about you know um so to be honest with you Ideally, I will sell this company in sometime in the next three to eight years. And I actually want to run for governor of Nevada. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Making, so, uh, just keeps, you're full of surprises. <laughs> keep <laughs> keep uh, on moving. Yeah, you know, 
I just look at it like, you know, one thing I love about this company is that we have an opportunity, like we do the marketing for about 30 companies, large mm-hmm. businesses, all the way down to small businesses. And I love the fact that we get to, cause right. If you help a company be successful, it's not just, Oh, look, here's a successful company. It's mm-hmm. all those people in that company, all their families are good because that company is good. That company's hiring more people. So now people who are unemployed are getting employed. And then Mm -hmm. we're growing as a business. So we went from having literally last year on January 1st, I think we had, we had four people. Now we have like 26. Um, And so that's really a a neat thing, like especially during the course of COVID to be able to employ 22 more people is like, you know, it wasn't necessarily easy, but um, you know, we're growing the business and it's doing well. So all in all, like it's very fulfilling, but obviously doing that as like a governor or as potentially president of the United States, like that, that's a different level of being able to positively impact people's lives. And I'd like to give that a, I'd like to give that a real go. So. And then that is the blessing of capitalism right there, (laughs) as you said. Um, And, and what my, one of my last questions for you before we uh, jump on out of here is what is a key message that you want young entrepreneurs and our audience of young caps to walk away with today that you can give them? If someone gives you constructive criticism or something like that, you can listen to it, whatever. Don't let anyone discourage you from anything because the reality is, is if think about it this way, if someone discourages you from doing something or they're, you know, you got a friend who's being an asshole and they're, you know, telling you that what you're doing is stupid or whatever it is, mm-hmm. or they're making fun of you in school because they see you're, you know, how much fun I got, you know, how many times I got made fun of for being a YouTuber when I first started, but it stopped being funny when I had 250,000 subscribers, but it was really funny when I had a hundred and it, and no one was watching it. It's like, this is so stupid, but you know, it obviously changed, but, uh, you know, don't let anyone talk you out of stuff. We have a saying, like our company's mission statement is you don't have to do things a normal way to do things the right way. That was something that uh, I was taught at a, at, a, at a pretty young age. Like, look, like if you're going to try to be an entrepreneur, ultimately there's no blueprint. There's things you can refer to like, oh, look how Jeff Bezos built Amazon or look how Elon is, you know, doing Twitter. Even like, look how Dave Portnoy is building his personal brand. Like there's obviously things that you can like kind of draw off of for inspiration. But at the end of the day, you have to be happy with your life. Mm-hmm. And as cliche as it sounds, the alternative to not doing what you want because you're afraid of judgment is doing something you just blatantly don't want to do. So that's really what the option boils down to. It's like you either do something you don't want to do and you don't end up happy, but you avoid that judgment and that, you know, put, you know, that temporary time of trying to figure out how to be successful. The trade-off is that once you, you know, make it quote unquote, do whatever you want. You know, and to be, to, to be honest, you can do whatever you want the whole time. Like, mm-hmm. it's really like, like the way that we treat, you know, this agency, as I say, it's the ultimate group project. You know, we're made up of largely like our, like our, our staff is made up of any, like the youngest is 20 and the oldest, not counting our like lawyers and accountants, like our mm-hmm. oldest is 41. So, you know, there's people older than me. I mean, I'm one of the, I'm actually like the second or third youngest in the company, funny enough, but uh, you know, everyone's in their, you know, late twenties or, you know, 31 yeah. or whatever it is. And, you know, we all have such a fun time growing this because the ultimate group project. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and that's where you want to end up. Right. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And Blake, I want to thank you again for coming on and taking the time to talk to our young entrepreneurs out there today. And Young Caps, that is a wrap on episode three of CapCast. 
if you haven't already, make sure that you go on. You can find Blake on Instagram and TikTok at just underscore win and on YouTube at Blake win, which was previously just win. Uh, make sure you go check it out. Um, if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, review on the podcast. If you're listening in and on YouTube, subscribe, comment, like, let me know what you want to hear in the next episode. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Wait, I got, I got to ask you one question before you get off this. So that way your audience can hear it. And we're going to document it right here. We're going to look back at it 36 months from now. Got it. All right. Three years from now, where do you want to be? Three years from now. Um, honestly, I like to set my goals personally give me farther out give me farther out farther I, I would say it would be closer up i think that there's or, that's good a, a back in a, in the previous interview as a matter of fact that he made a very good point and it's you know the biggest enemy that you're going to have in the entrepreneur game is yourself there's never going to be anybody that um can stop you from doing it other than yourself so um it's like elon musk said why plan for uh, turn a, a six-year plan into a 10-month plan and so i would say that by the end of just this year, I would like to be um, on YouTube. Well, I'll set the goal high at 100,000 subscribers. I know that it takes it. time and um, it's going to take a lot of growing, but um, it's something that I really want to, like I said, this isn't just for me. I want to give back to all young entrepreneurs. As a matter of fact, um, Young Cap itself, when the website launches here in a few here in a few weeks, um, cap grants is going to be something that we're doing. And that's going to be a monthly scholarship given away to a young entrepreneur who goes on. Oh, wow, good for you. And so I'm this is support. That's awesome. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So it's, it's, it's a prox, it's a process, but, um, I'm along for the ride and it's something that I'm going to, I'm going to continue to work on. And I just, I feel I've, I've put my own back up against the wall and, and told myself that there's no going back. Like it started, um, it's going. And so I, I'm going to follow it through until, you know, something happens with it. And I want this to be the, the key that I can give to all young entrepreneurs to finally open up that door into entrepreneurship by hearing from successful entrepreneurs such as yourself, so that early on, they don't have to make the same mistakes that successful entrepreneurs have made already. They can go ahead and and start their journey off on the right foot. And so that's the whole, the whole mission of Young Cap and um, it's mission. So yeah. Very cool. that's All right. Let's see it. End of the year, hundred K it's doable, man. I mean, even when I did it, like I, I went from zero to hundred K in seven and a half months. So I, I, it, it's doable. You, you actually have a head start. You still have nine months left. So there you go. Let me know how I can help. Um, I know you're still recording, but I want to, I want to make sure that after this episode, we connect like over text or something like that. Cause I got a couple guests for you too, that I think would be awesome for the show. Absolutely. I appreciate that. So yeah, of course, brother. <laughs> I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thank you, Blake. Thank you everybody for tuning in and we'll see you next time.